Hello, this is Benjamin Boyce. On Friday, the 9th of June, 2023, I was invited by Jennifer Law to the Center for Bioethics and Cultural Networks panel on breaking the narrative on gender ideology. I shared the stage with Callie Fell, who runs the Center for Bioethics and Cultural Networks affiliated podcast titled Venus Rising, Amy Sousa, who is a feminist located in Port Townsend, Washington, who I've had on my channel before, and Chloe Cole, who is a detransitioner, who I've also hosted on my channel. Amy presented a fabulous breakdown of gender ideology from her position as a radical feminist, and she goes into great detail about the various different aspects from medical to financial that are operating beneath the surface of transgenderism as a cultural force. And then Chloe Cole spoke about her personal experience. The mic was handed to me. Well, it was already on my lapel, but the stage was handed to me and I delivered some unscripted remarks, which I can't remember. And yet I'm going to publish on my channel for archival purposes. Jennifer Law of the Center for Bioethics and Cultural Network has produced several documentaries about bioethics and culture, including documentaries about transition and detransition. And her forthcoming documentary focuses on male detransitioners and she does fabulous work. So definitely check out the full panel in the description and Jennifer Law's other work, which is also linked in the description. Here you are. Hope you enjoy. Lastly, we'll hear from Benjamin. So, um, I'm just going to put words into the air and we'll see what happens. <laughs> I'm not as well um, prepared as either of you. I'm not going to speak from personal experience or, or from a, um, a more organized point of view, but I got into this topic because I really am attracted to stories. And I'm attracted to the stories of personal development and transformation. Those are just the, the root stories that really give me insight into what I am and what other people are when you hear their stories of transformation. Mm -hmm. And um, I came at this topic from a political point of view, from questioning uh, social justice or wokeness or whatever it's called. And um, what I found was a very, very complex topic, a very personal topic from all from all points of views. And the detransitioner set that I found were four girls um, who were gonna start some sort of movement or uh, you know, set up an organization called Peak Resilience. And I, I interviewed them and, and I heard their stories and, and the, their stories led me to other people's stories and I just started interviewing people and I just started talking to all these different people and everybody's got a different story. Whether they transition and they don't regret it or, or the, it, it's best for them or they're better plugged into the world by going through the, the physical process of transition or people who regret it and, and change. There's, there's always, it's very complex, it's very personal. So to, to kind of try to make any sort of blanket statements about this is really, really difficult. But there's things that are just bothering me about gender. I don't think that we can get away with it. I really think that if we destroyed gender today, we'd reinvent it by tomorrow at noon. I really think that. I really think that there's something about uh, men and something about women that is, that is different and that is cultural and is informed by the body. And that, that the proper sociology, the proper theology, the proper tr 
uh, tradition takes that cultural stuff and, and bases it on the reality of the body and then allows men and women to kind of understand general patterns of the other sex and kind of fit into each other and we can kind of have more or less harmonious society. That's what I really think. I really think that. And so, you know, I've gone through the, the discussion um, with a lot of different people with a lot of different points of view on that. And one thing that, that Amy was bringing up was, was these rituals of initiation, like the foot binding or the, the genital mutilation. Initiation is really important to us. It's really important. And, and we've gone through like traditional societies, like old, old school societies. There are initiation processes right around puberty that can get pretty intense. And some societies are less intense. But there's, you know, uh, I guess I, I'm thinking like that. What's the 16th birthday party that um, can Sierra, right? So that's, that's you're, you're not being mutilated, but you're celebrating the femininity of this woman coming out, like this flower coming out. And there's this, this um, whether, whether those initiation um, ceremonies scar or whether they celebrate or whether the content of scarring is celebration or the content of the celebration is, 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 is something just purely, uh, you know, ephemeral, it still, it still gives the chance for that individual female to recognize and to accept herself as a woman. And going through that process of, of accepting yourself as a woman, it, there's meaning there. There's moral content there. It's not, just a, it's not just a large gamete producer. I really believe that. And I'm sorry. I know that we're not supposed to believe that. We should just have this completely materialistic point of view of society. But I can't get away from that. I can't get away from what Chloe's talking about, about not feeling pretty, but I, I want to ask, like, didn't you want to feel pretty? Like, didn't you, like, well, I want to be pretty, but I'm not pretty, so I have to figure out a way to get away from the prettiness. And, and the, the call in, inside of your story, Chloe, about if, if you had been given a cultural story about womanhood that really integrated those really difficult processes of menstruation, of cramps, of aging, of, of birth giving, and really put that into context, it feels like our society in our rush to, to clean ourselves of the messiness of myth and the messiness of transition uh, or uh, tradition, we've tried to make a very clean world and we've based it all on individuality and any sort of stereotype or any sort of archetype is seen as oppressive and then your generation comes along, you're not given all these rich stories and you're not given the ability to interpret those stories in such a way that you can find space for yourself in those stories where you don't have to necessarily be a woman in a very strict 1950s way but you discover yourself in relationship to this cultural understanding. I was talking with Amanda earlier um, and Amanda brought up a, uh, uh, a concept of the third gender in, in Thailand. And that, that concept's kind of different for me. I'm like, well, what are you talking about, third gender? What do you mean by that? And, and Amanda said in, in Thailand, the, the masculine female and the feminine male are seen as they're seen as, uh, the story that they're told is that they, they're reincarnated. They were a man and then they're reincarnated as a woman. And so there's something in their dharma or their karma that they have to work out to understand what it's like to be a woman or to understand what it's like to be a man. And so that society, that society from what I understand, it, it sets that, that gender nonconformity into two, it plugs it into two ways. One, a transcendent goal for the individual to learn something about themselves and to use gender or the difficulty or their, their difference to other people as an opportunity to grow and as an opportunity to, to really deeply understand themselves. And it also uh, allows culture to say, okay, you're different, but we still understand how you plug into us. 
because we're all really strangers until we get to, you know, we, we start as strangers, we start as stereotypes, and then as we get to know each other, then those stereotypes can burn away. But when we're so afraid of stereotypes as oppressive, then our society doesn't have any like way to understand the stranger and bring them in. And lastly, I'm thinking about this concept of the trans kid and why that is being promulgated. And we can go through like all the money and the institutional things and, and there's a lot of different ways to critique that. But it, if kids are given this opportunity to not be a man and not be a woman, that's a very powerful idea. That's very mythological too. That, that's, that's godlike behavior. If you're free from sex, you're free from age, you're free from, you know, it's like the Garden of Eden, like the, that fruit that they tasted was having babies and dying and, and giving yourself, giving your innocence over to work the earth, to go through labor. And if you could get away from that, you could just be, you could be Peter Pan. You could just like, you could live your life completely beyond sex. It's a very, it's a very, I, I want to use a, a mythological term, it's a very Luciferian way of using your will are Gnostic. It's using your will and your, your intention and then technology and science to become superhuman, to excuse yourself from the filth and the disgustingness of human beings. So those are a lot of different ideas. And, and what, I, what I'm trying to grasp at is that there's a lot of different ways for us to approach this topic. I think somehow, I don't know if California is lost or not, or if America's lost or not, I mean, we're in the middle of pride. I heard that there's 145 days that are celebrated for alternative sexualities or something, and not all of them. Not everybody celebrates Demisexuality Day or whatever, but like, there's so, like it, religion is coming back into the world. If we don't understand what religion does and serves, and we want to say, well, you know, that, that, that's mythology, that we're, we're past that, we're not going to understand how to deal with it as it ties society together, together give, gives a bunch of people collective meaning if we don't try to figure out how to engage with that collective sense-making process of tradition, of mythology, of storytelling, we're not going to give these kids any tools to understand themselves and the people who have the mythology and all the money are going to win the day. So we need to really kind of, I think we need to get a little bit religious, a little bit spiritual, and, and really start to think in terms of storytelling, in terms of meaning making, while also understanding that there's realities and intuitions and, and physical beings, uh, physical processes and physical reality, and also understanding that there are manifested through the transgenderism a lot of um, expressions of, of uh, psychological disorders and stuff like that. There's technical understandings. I don't, I'm not excusing that at all, but I think we need to pair it if we're going to have any sort of standing, we need to pair it with a deeper sense of, of meaning making. So, there you go. Thank you. Thank you.